Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. it always has to be a competition with you i'm not making a competition i'm just announcing that i'm recording it's me this is me entering into the room that is the podcast okay well sometimes it just feels like you're a 4 30 radio host (laughs) coming to you live on 99.5 you know uh, I hate to break it to you, but we do have an audio show, so that's maybe the energy we're supposed to have. Damn it. Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cruising on the 405 right now. Uh, roll down your fucking windows, and we're going to play some... Katy Perry. Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> and then next up at 5 o'clock... Uh-huh. Stay tuned to this <laughs> fantastic new hit from, hold on, just spinning my dice. Uh-huh. It's Normani. <laughs> um, ho- playing her new single, hold on, rolling my next dice. Um, bango, bango, bongo, I guess, actually. Yep. Uh-huh. This, okay, you are envisioning a, a media utopia, I think, in yes. terms of content content where just everything we have all of the keywords and we have all of the types of things that we can do so now we just all we have to do is put them on on dice and just fucking throw them and then whatever we roll is what happens on the internet that day yeah and i think that's just how we have to do it now i think that that allows for powerful creativity sure yeah 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 We've all been stunted by the formula and having to be original. What if we just let pfft, fate decide? Let the dice, let the social media dice do it. I think, I think that the current artists that we have are incredibly powerful. They're incredibly creative, yeah. um, and I think that a current radio could use that creative boost as well. Sure. Yeah. And so, why not? have that reflected on all sides of media yeah that's Today, what i'm saying uh we're gonna record a pop song by the rolling stones <laughs> it's like whoa we gotta do it we gotta scramble everyone get someone get the rolling stones <laughs> yeah we're gonna make a taylor swift banger with the rolling stones <laughs> today's tiny desk concert is oh, yes billy eilish uh-huh. Featuring Yes. Saint Vincent. Okay. And they're playing Uh-huh. Sex on Fire. Yes. Tell me That's that would very not good. Tell me that would not be amazing. No, it would be. So then you give it that commercial break. Everybody uh-huh. scrambles. Yeah, right? right. They assemble. <laughs> you call everyone you know in the biz. 
Yeah. And you make it happen, baby. It's Hollywood. All the, all the flying cars, you know, assemble. <laughs> yeah, because it's uh, the year 3000. <laughs> so the Jonas Brothers are filming it <laughs> then. <laughs> and it's... They're the presidents. All of them. Um, and it's beautiful and wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And us, the commentators, are there. Uh-huh. Hi, welcome to Into the Twilight. We yeah. are examining to- toxic masculinity as well as our ads are funded and the show is funded by our Tiny Desk concerts. Yes, thank you. Welcome thank to the future. You. Thank you. On this much. Monday morning. Hell yeah. I'm just saying, why not bring a little bit of creativity? To the world. Yeah. No, Why that's, not that's... spice up your life? Okay. Spice okay. girls are definitely on the dice. The dice girls. <laughs> the dice girls? Oh. All I'm saying is, why not think big? Why not reimagine if Lizzie McGuire and Aaron Carter could come back just for one more time? <laughs> just once more. This is, this is you, like, running up to a like a TED talk and just like totally hijacking this PowerPoint. Be like, wait, but what if? Hold on, guys, I have an idea. Just, just think about it, Josie and the Pussycats. One more time, just one more. What? Just one. Just one more. But this time it's reggae. Come on, guys, just hear me out. Well, hmm. <laughs> I listen. I feel like you're not yes anding me right now, and I feel very attacked. okay. Yes. This is supposed to be a supportive space. And? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah. And Smooth uh-huh. Jazz. Ooh. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Okay. They bring that, they bring that thinking about capitalism, breaking down those norms, but also yeah. doing it in, that, in a very, like, sultry, Jessica Rabbit kind of way. Anyway, this is Into the Twilight. It's technically a Twilight <laughs> podcast, but it's also a Fifty Shades of Grey podcast. It's also a podcast about you, and it's also about weird Shark Tank ideas that we come up with as soon as we start recording. That's true. So, welcome. So, welcome. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is, we've, we're, we're here. Today. Yeah. Hi. We're alive. We're doing it. <laughs> Fuck. I we mean, made it another day. <laughs> we're something. My my corporeal form is here. I don't know that I'm. <laughs> my husk of a shell is here, yeah. but I am floating somewhere. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in the supernova space or something <laughs> right now. Um, Cody, how the fuck are you doing right now? I'm doing good, man. That's good. Yeah. That's good. We're just out here. I found out that a, one of those weird, like, um, guilty pleasure YouTubers that we've talked about on the show before. Yeah. Um, found out that a this week that uh they're like twenty years old and they're buying a house. Oh um, my god. So that definitely uh rocked my socks. Um, and then I also found out that they're waiting. They're saving themselves till marriage. Um, and I feel like I got duped by, like, Christian YouTube that I didn't know. I thought I was safe, and then it was like, oh, just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. So I Um, feel a little weird, uh, right now. But it's fine. Yeah. Um, I made the mistake today of accidentally 
like pressing the trending page on my YouTube yeah, app. It's um, a bad move. <laughs> and then you know, like I I got sucked in of like what what are the teens watching right now? Sure. Like what yep. is corporate YouTube deciding to push on here? Right. Did you see that thing that was going around a couple days ago on Twitter about, like, how Conan revolutionized the fucking podcast thing? Boy, fucking did I. <laughs> Jesus. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. it's all up. Every just big celebrity is, and now finally podcasts are good and popular. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. Thank you, Conan O'Brien, for starting podcast six months ago. My fucking podcast king. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad that you allowed us to start this job six yeah. months ago, you know? Yeah. It's honestly an honor. Yeah. But yeah, so I was looking on the trending page and like a day ago, fucking, uh, I'll just make up a name for him. Um, Bobid Bobrick um, yep. may have bought a <laughs> really fancy car for one of his best uh-huh. friends as a surprise. And it had like 7 million views. And I was like, sorry. Great. Um, <laughs> just guys being dudes buying fucking lamborghinis for their friends good job bobbin what's better than this (laughs) yeah just guys being pals you know Um, getting a brewski and (laughs) riding in my lambo with my friends (laughs) um while i'm over here trying to figure out how to fund my classroom and someone sends me erasers and i literally start sobbing it's like living the dream it's great (laughs) it's cool i'm really happy and things are fine (laughs) yep it's all great. I just, yeah. uh, love this world. Um, so, anyways, uh, life's great. World's on fire. But, uh, yeah. the generation before us didn't start the fire. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, listen, I was also going to make a we didn't start the fire joke, and I'm glad you just beat me to it. Um, we're on I, the same wavelength here. To be fair, like, a lot of people have been making that joke on Twitter. It's not mine. Like, I didn't invent it comedy, wasn't mine okay? Either. <laughs> no, I wasn't making that dig at you. I was making Listen, it to it's the Billy Joel's joke. I know. <laughs> Anything. Um, I've just I've been seeing a lot of people that are bitter on Twitter. Yeah. That there's something there. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, and it's like listen, you know, we. Right. Of course. Don't, like, don't ever, I mean, please, like, clock me, but don't ever fact check me. (laughs) Like, this is, listen, we come here for, like, an hour just to, like, live, okay? Yeah, we're just trying to live our lives here. Yeah, our method of coping is literally talking about toxic masculinity. So, like, what do you want us to do? (laughs) It's it's all fine. Um, Speaking of current events that are actually, like, our version of positive and healthy and stuff um care yes we have we have so many this week that are good things to talk about news that i would say one actually wants to look forward to yeah um which is not me every morning (laughs) no 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 um but i made like every day when i ask my google home i'm like all right tell me Tell me the news. <laughs> and, and okay. Every, and every time I'm like, you know, my my version of alcohol, which is literally just my smoothie enhanced. I'm like, all right, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> just 
just like me putting an extra scoop of Metamucil in here. Like, all right, let's let's do this <laughs> right thing for the day. Brace yourselves. <laughs> yep. Um, but yes, so we have we have so many. Um, first off, and we put this kind of an emphasis this time. Um, I don't know that it's most important, but it's it's at the top of the list. Would you like to start us off? It's case two kissing news. I hope quarter. Yes, thank you. I hope that we never. I know that one time we had actual like editing music, but I hope that we never actually continue that, and it's just us making versions of that same sound. Listen, we're just so good at it. I know it's just so. I don't want to deprive us of the joy of making air horn sounds. I agree. All right. Um, anyway, pew, 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 pew. Uh, case two, kissing corner. Pew, 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 pew. So I, f- I feel like it was just a few short weeks ago where we had the same corner in which case two was back with Stella Maxwell and things were right in the world. Yes. But guess what? Things change in an instant. Life goes and on. Things are different now. Because <laughs> uh, she was caught smooching uh, with screenwriter Dylan Meyer. Pew, pew, pew. Um, and there's some cute photos of them being real cute. Love it. In fucking Hollywood or something. You know how it is. Just kidding, it's New York City. It's New York City. I've read this article. <laughs> <laughs> it's New York City, Just baby. on a stoop, as you yeah. do. Yeah, a stoop can be anywhere, really, if you think about it. Anyway, um, so they were caught smooching and that's basically it. But the internet uh, Freaked out. had a... Yeah, whole kerfuffle about it. Because uh, how dare you kiss more than one person in your life? Right. It's not allowed. <laughs> if you kiss, even if your aunt kisses you, you're not allowed to kiss anyone else in your that's life. It. That's your one kiss. Yep, that's it. Sorry. It's just the rules. That must be the rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was great. Um and the pictures were cute, so go look at them. Can I just say, I yeah. love, thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, uh-huh. I love the name Dylan as like a gender neutral name. Yeah, so It's cute. so good. So cute. Love it. Yeah. Um, I love the like nickname Dill. Love it. See that, that I am less positive on. <laughs> Are you telling me that... I love a good dill pickle reference. You know what I mean? Right. I was going to say, it just reminds me of pickles. Are you telling me that you wouldn't like a Rugrats reference? That These are all the associations I came up with in my brain, and which is why I formed a negative opinion about the nickname Dill. Wow. Hater. I mean... Too much haters. Yeah, wow. I guess I'll go drink my fucking haterade. I'm sorry. Wow. Wow. It's painful. Uh, anyway, can you talk about this cut piece, please? I need Okay. It. All right. Here's what I'm going to I'm going to manifest into this universe. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out here. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I want any of you to bother her. Because oh. as as if you know her, you know that she gets bothered by a lot of people in her life. Yep. Uh-huh. All I'm going to say, and I want to manifest this into the universe, is if Yeah. We could ever get a guest on this show. One, I would love to get Catherine Hardwick. Because I just <laughs> want to know the tea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
two. I would love, and it doesn't, it's not even in order. I'm just putting out a list that I would love to uh-huh. manifest into this world. Yeah. I would love to get Dana Schwartz on here. Hell yes. Because I, I feel like, I feel like on a lateral level, Dana has been oscillating in this world and existing and has a lot of experience with Twilight and like 50 shit. Like Dana knows, but does yeah. not know about us. And I just feel like there's a lot of experience here. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so a couple days ago when you are listening to this, there was a piece posted on the cut titled, I think about this a lot. The time Robert Pattinson blatantly lied on the Today Show. Just, mm, and that's his. Just right off the bat, my yeah. mind is buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> I am enthralled. Yeah, I'm already in it. I Edge want of my seat. Because knowing what I know about our Pats, it's yeah. like I know how quickly he wanted this interview to be done. and so i'm now i'm already like what did he say (laughs) (laughs) what could he possibly have said yes robert (laughs) robert um and so i'm i'm reading a little bit more now trying to figure out (laughs) what he said and of course he was being interviewed by matt lauer which Mm -hmm. mm, um (laughs) and so we're, we're finding out now that it was an interview about his role with Water for Elephants. Um, uh-huh. And he's talking about his experience with the circus. Um, and our Pats is like, or Matt Lauer is talking about like, have you ever dreamed about running away to the circus? And our Pats is like, no. Um, and then our Pats says, quote, the first time I went to see the circus, somebody died. One of the clowns died. <laughs> and so, of course, uh-huh. Matt Lauer's like, uh, mm, uh, uh, and he like looks. Sorry, what? <laughs> and now I'm just making this up, but I'm imagining he's looking over at some, one of the producers to the side, like, somebody fact check this now, now, now. Right. <laughs> but he's like. Also, it's like six in the morning. Like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah, weird tone for the Today Show without prepping yeah. this. Um, and so he's like, well, how, how did he die? And so Pattinson immediately, according to Dana, is like, his little car exploded. The joke car <laughs> exploded on him. <laughs> and so now Matt Lauer is like, are you, are you being serious right now? <laughs> hey, dude, what the fuck are you saying? There are parents watching this with their family. Like, the Today Show is very much marketed for a specific demo. Right. <laughs> there are I'm people. I'm just imagining, like, Robert blurting that out. Oh, yeah. And then Matt Lauer, like, pressing him, being like, sorry, what? And then he has to be like, give more detail and he's just like oh uh, yeah the fucking the joke car just like exploded just trying to call his bluff and being yeah, like right. of course it did what are you talking about it's like oh yeah then how did this fucking clown die in the circus I'm trying to think of that he's like all right i'll fucking one up you the joke car exploded eat shit louder <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, he saw through Matt Lauer's shit from the beginning. Because he's like, yeah, my parents had, everybody ran out. It was terrifying. It was the only time I'd ever been to the circus. Fuck off. Uh, he didn't say fuck <laughs> off on national television. Um, and so people, of course, like, ran with the story, um, saying that, like, on their headlines, for Robert Pattinson, circuses are scarier than vampires. <laughs> and so, of course, like, later on, he says, like, um, yeah, I said those things, but I actually made the whole thing up. <laughs> like, it's coming back to haunt me. Um, and when he is talking about this, like, later on, he was like, I don't, it was, like, early on some sort of, like, New York premiere, but I don't remember, like, what show it was or why I said it. And I'm so glad that Dana, like, recalls this story because I don't remember it. Yeah. And I feel like it would have just been something lost to a couple people's memory. And I, this is a beautiful story to me that is so on brand for his character. Yeah, it's poetic. Too important. Too important to be lost to the histories. Um, I'm so glad it is archived now for forever. Yeah. Um, thank you, Arpats, for being so on brand sometimes. It hurts me to think about, actually. I almost need to, like, rev up for what we're about to talk about <laughs> next. Um, oh. Give me some fucking push-ups. <laughs> yeah, it's... I... Ooh. Um, I'm so excited to talk about this. And also terrified a little bit. Um, yeah. Because this movie that we are about to talk about next is, like, literally all of my fears in, like, one thing. <laughs> but I'm very excited. So, why don't you lead us into this? Hell yeah. Uh, so, Casey's in our new fucking movie, Buckos. And it's yeah. called Underwater. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. And it's basically, it feels very, like, Cloverfield. It does. To me, at least when watching the trailer. Where it's just, like, a crew on a ship, uh, and they, and shit just gets fucked up because of, like, natural disasters, and it's scary, and they're underwater and trapped and whatever. Um, and it looks, uh, good, I think? I think I'm not so. sure. I think it looks good. Um, there's, Casey's definitely hot in it, so I think I'm a little, uh, subject there, but I think generally it looks fun. Um, the only thing I don't like is that T.J. Miller is there, because uh, T.J. Miller sucks. Yes. Um, but everything else seems kind of promising. So, right, like, first impressions of this, seeing Casu yeah. gave me heart palpitations. The, this whole trailer gave me heart palpitations because it's, like, in a submarine, underwater, and there's, like, things here. So I was like, oh, no, um, mm. because <laughs> um, yeah. that's, like, all of my biggest fears. But did Case 2 give you any, like, Milo Thatch feels? Oh, yeah. Um, it, it gave yes. me a lot of, like, Atlantis feels there. And I was like, ooh, I did not realize that I needed this until yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, she's got those tiny, like, wire-rimmed round glasses on. Yes. That are very Milo from Atlantis. Yeah, and I she's got like this uniform on. It's just it's, oh, it's so hot. And she's got the buzz cut, the blonde buzz cut. Ooh, S seeing you retweet that picture of her in that suit next to our pats in that suit <laughs> did something for me that I did yeah. not. I was like, I did not. <laughs> like what? Yeah. What is Excuse happening? Me. 
You both cannot do this, like, at, <laughs> within I'm 12 months. And bisexual. You can't just do this. <laughs> like, it's it hasn't even been 12 months, folks. Like, you two... I know. Need, you need to have your managers talk to each other. Yeah, like, okay. even if you two, like, aren't talking, like, have yeah, your people talk to out. each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in, like learning more about this movie especially because I didn't even know that it existed uh-huh. um I didn't even know that it was like in production yeah I think it kind of all surprised us a little bit I don't yeah. know how much people knew about this before it came out yeah so I'm I'm it has my attention that's for sure yeah um especially because it is very much like that adventure horror but also like a thriller. I'm very curious to yeah. see how it like navigates that line there. Yeah. So I'm, I want to know more for sure. Um, I will say though, to give you credit, these chapters were a little bit more engaging than usual. Uh-huh. Um, if only for the fact that they were so different than the yeah. TV show. It was like reading something totally foreign that we've never done before. I agree. Um, and also the chapters were, I feel like, a lot longer than what we've been getting recently. Yeah. Chapter 31 was quite long. She's sick. <laughs> yeah. Um, which was an interesting change of pace. I yeah, feel like sure. the more that we get into the back half of this book, I'm just wondering, was there like a creative difference with the TV show writers? Because it right. feels like... Or were they just thinking that the source material was not dynamic enough for TV? Because right. there's there's so much in this that is just completely different in the TV show that I'm... And I mean, it makes sense, and I think we'll get into it as we look through these chapters, but it, it plays well in the text. I'm just wondering if it just didn't play well when they tried to adapt it for, right. like, TV. So, very interesting. When we last left off, Curtis and his Obama-masked teens beat the shit out of Joe. Which was a very interesting place to leave off. Right, Um, and we all thought he was dead, turns out. um, It turns out he just got the crap beat out of him, and he lost his Gap hat, which was the main casualty, it seems like. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. Um, so he's now driving in chapter 31 to Little Compton in Rhode Island. He does not want you to forget that he is headed to Little Compton, Rhode Island. The LC, baby. The LC. Not Lauren Conrad. I wish. The LC. Um, he's also wearing Benji's Figawi hat. That has the name Spencer Hewitt, in like, like stitched into it, which will yeah. be of importance later. Um, the nothing works in this car, and so it is cold. And also, I think one of his eyes is swollen, and so he can't see in the snow. Like everything is going wrong. It's a bad time. Um, Joe. Yes, things are not going well, especially because apparently every radio station is playing Taylor Swift. Which is his personal hell, it seems like. Because he goes on for it for a very long time. Um, about how much he hates Taylor Swift and that this is also 
Taylor Swift's turf, um, and he hates Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, um, and also Taylor Swift, which is very interesting. Um, we find out that Beck is also en route and has stopped at a place called Mystic, Connecticut, to get pizza, in which she tweets something um, with a lot of weird hashtags, um, where she says pizza... Like, she posts a photo of it and hashtags it with hashtag pepperoni. Um, yeah. Which, I don't... In At least in the TV show, she's apparently, like, okay at social media. Right. And here, she seems so bad at it. <laughs> and yeah. it just seems comical because in the TV show, anyways, like, Hana is, like, an Instagram, like... Influencer. influencer yeah <laughs> so you'd think at some point hana would have like looked at her instagram and been like or at least her twitter and been like you don't you don't do this this is not how this works yeah but oh well um i also thought that was funny because like joe was overanalyzing all of her tweets and stuff and he was like, oh, you take a photo at Mystic Pizza because you're a girl. It's like, yeah, Mystic Pizza, the movie that only women liked. Apparently. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is reading into that too much and gives right. us this, like, backstory of a girl named Mo that he... <laughs> that it was just the weirdest story I'd ever heard. Yeah. Um... And he's still tweeting from Benji's account, um, to which I guess this was the complete last straw for Beck because um, she unfollows him and then sends him a DM. <laughs> yeah, maybe no. not the right way to do that. Not the um, best, Beck. No. Um, and still driving. Um, and then this is where... I guess this still happens in the TV show of um, him getting, like, hitting the deer and then hitting the tree and um, all these things. Apparently, yeah. um, though, when he wakes up, because he'd only been out for, like, 20 minutes, um, he, I guess because the car is still old, um, nothing, he was still able to, like, get out and things like that. Um, he finds that he's what did he say, like 200 feet from Peach's house? Oddly convenient. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, Interesting. Very good. So this was the thing that happened in the TV show, too, where he's, like, already beat up and then has the car wreck, so he's, like, double sore. Um, but then in the TV show, this was, like, where that cop came, and he was, like, super good, bud. Um, just drive on your merry way. But that doesn't happen until later in here. Um, yeah. And so he he then goes through this very long stretch where he is, like, basically, like, crawling like a zombie to get these 200 feet to Peach's house. Yeah, just, like, foot by foot. <laughs> yes, just very much whining. And it's still, yeah. like, snowing, and so he's having to be very careful to, like, literally not drip blood on this powder snow. Right. And... That no one's ever walked on because there's, like, ten people that live there. Yes. <laughs> in and the whole town. It's 
as if you've ever lived in a place with snow, listeners, like trying not to make a lot of sound because it's snow and so it'll like ricochet. And also because there's 10 people that live there and so everyone will hear this because it's (laughs) the winter in a beach area so no one is around. Um, And so it gets to a part where he can now see what he thought was going to be a cottage, which like, dude, it's peach. So like, it's not going to be a cottage. Um, It's this huge mansion. He sees Beck and Peach. um, And of course, like they have all these like grand windows that they don't have their curtains drawn, which seems odd because it's the winter. um, But sure. And it's Peach, so she's blaring, like, Elton John and stuff. Um, and Joe was, like, freaking out, because I guess he's he sees Beck in the gray sweater. And the gray sweater is, like, a huge thing still. Right. Uh, <laughs> Fuck, you know I don't like that sweater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, like, freaking out. Um, yeah. And so he's, like, this is, I guess, the part where he realizes, like, oh, fuck, like, what am I gonna do out here? I'm just, like, Charlie I didn't in the window. come up with a plan, did I? <laughs> um, so... I guess I'll just hope they never see me. Yeah, I'll just uh, stay out here by this window forever, I guess. It's 12 degrees. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> yep. um, and so this is the part where he starts to realize, like, I, there's a neighbor here can't go through the front door it's locked um can't go through the back door but i guess they have a boathouse i'll just sneak in here and and chill i guess right yeah this is where the cop thing happens um and (laughs) he's like coughing up blood the joe not the cop that'd be creepy Yo, comes a fucking demon. (laughs) That would be terrifying. Yeah, it just turns into like a horror, like full horror. That would that would make this book a lot more interesting, actually. Yeah, I'd be less (laughs) bored for sure. Yeah, he has to like. Now it's just um. Oh God, what is that zombie move or TV show that's on The Walking? Yeah, it's like he has to survive all these zombies just to get to Peach's house, and it's just like thirty feet away. Soup. I would definitely read the rest of this book um but he apparently his hat like fell off while he was sleeping and so the cop thinks his name is spencer or whatever um to the point where the cop is like um so we saw your car uh and you broke into this person's house so (laughs) we need to kind of figure out what's going on with you bud there's a something we probably gotta do here. <laughs> yeah, but it's That's probably some precautions I gotta take. Yeah, it's also like Rhode Island, and he sees like a white dude with like a Figawi hat, which I guess means he's like rich? Question um, mark. Right. And so apparently, this cop just like drives him to the hospital because Joe was like, no, no, no ER. Um. And I guess the cop was fine with that. I don't, this, none of this seems real. <laughs> like, it's so weird and it takes up so much time for nothing. I'm like, why is any of this, why does any of this matter? Yeah, none of it seemed, 
I, I'm glad in the TV show, like, they definitely pared this down. Yeah. Because at least in the TV show, they set up that he, like, got the address to then right. call. Like, it makes sense at this point. I don't know how they're going to tie this part in. Um, because they they spend most of this chapter doing this um, of the cop, like, taking him to the hospital, having him get his face stitches, having him, like, getting all this stuff done for ultimately the cop to not really question him, um, just get his address, and then just drop him off at a train station which didn't, I was confused by that part because the cop said that his car was going to be fixed up, but right. he was like, take a train station, glad you have your emergency credit card, you don't have your ID because it was stolen, but I want you to take a train station and not your car right. for unknown reasons. Mm. Like, I can't take you back to Rhode Island. Right. I want you to take a train station. It was all... I, it felt like so much unnecessary text. Just a lot of shaming about people that were addicted to Oxycontin. Yeah, it was really surreal. I agree. It's a very weird scene. Yeah. Um, just a lot of Joe being like, I know how to con a cop. Um... That he didn't even think to question me more about the fact that I didn't, like, or, like, I still had my ID and stuff like this. Whatever. Um, but it ends up, um, the chapter ends up that he doesn't take the train, because he still has all his stuff, um, and he ends up getting a, a cab to go back to LC. Um, and the taxi driver's like, did you mean Little Compton? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I fucking meant. Yeah, and it was a very long chapter. Um, lots of, of like of not like lots of hospital stuff. Yeah. That was a lot of filler about that cop. Um, but thirty two skips a lot. Um, I guess Joe wakes up. He says now in like a different beach house. Um, it has warmed up significantly now mm -hmm. to the point where uh, before, I guess it was like 12 and now it is, I guess he says like 50 degrees, which apparently feels like summer. Well, actually it was 12 with the wind chill of go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you if for that reminder. If we're being accurate to Joe's description. That yes. was the only part that in this whole book that like made me laugh. Like, genuinely. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is, like, kind of, this is kind of good. Yes. Everything else you say is garbage and bad, and I hate it. This is good. That was, thank you for reminding me about that. That was very good. Yeah. Um, he does say, oh, that's right, because Peach and Beck are running on the beach, and so this is the time where he was like, oh, yes, gonna do bad crimes at this point. Gonna go get into their house and uh, go pee in a cup. Because that's what I did in the TV show. Um, so he does eventually get into their house. He marvels at the fact that they're rich, rich. Because they have a whole drawer full of iPhone chargers. Um, 
as if you cannot go to the store and get like a cord for like three bucks. Um, right. But they're rich, rich. <laughs> Maybe they have like official Apple ones or something. So he was very excited about that. Apparently, Peach is um, rich enough to have a extra house, but still uses a Keurig. Um, which I've been told by coffee drinkers are gross. I don't have thoughts because I don't drink coffee, but that's what I've yeah, been told. Yeah, um, it's most, I don't even know if they're gross. They're just kind of, like, not good for the environment. Yes. Uh, okay. the pod thing. We have one. My, my roommate and I have one. Um, but we have the little, like, compostable pods or, like, refillable pods. Oh, um, okay. But they're not ideal because, like, it's very much, like, a diluted coffee situation mm. um whereas if you're doing like a french press or like a regular coffee situation it's more like there that makes sense i don't i literally was a barista for like my freshman year of college and i still know nothing about coffee because i didn't drink it. so like <laughs> hey, i don't know it happens that's your life that's your truth yeah i don't even remember them like keurigs being a thing when i was in college so I, who, I don't know. I have nothing to say. Um, he's also like, I use a dish rag because, of course, they don't have paper towels. I'm sure they're saving the world. Which is why I was like, then why do they have a Keurig? Um, right. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's fine. Um, and so he's like super excited about that. Um, I did find it weird, though, that if he was like assuming that they were just starting on their run why his first step was not, like, I'm going to go pee and take a shower. Like, I don't know. That would have been, if he was so, because he's bad at crime, like, why yeah. that wouldn't have been his first thing. Because he, he ends up, like, taking a, he, like, goes pee in that mug later on. And so he had enough time to, like, start charging his phone. I don't know. Joe is just, like, bad at prioritizing stuff. He'd rather just, like, jerk off into Beck's clothes than, like, actually <laughs> take care of his needs. It's, like, he goes up to the room and he finds, well, he spots the leggings from, like, his fucking, before he's even in the house, being like, those are the ones that you wore when we had sex. Oh, those <laughs> leggings. I think, like, when he's finally inside, he, like has this weird fantasy in his brain where he, like, holds them and it's like, man, I'm, I'm hard again and it's like you're wrapping around me with the leggings and it's so gross. It's so weird. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's cotton. It's just, like, they're just leggings. <laughs> All I could remind myself of when he was doing that was the, do you remember when Cotton, like, had commercials when they got, like, Colby Calais and oh, to yeah. do commercials. So yeah. when he was doing that, I was just, like, thinking of their jingle. The touch, the feel. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was pretty good. It's awful. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I was just, like, listen, I get it. I know people, like, need their cup of joe. Like, literally their cup of joe. Um, <laughs> but cup I was of like, literal joe. <laughs> um, but I was, like, why did you not just go to the bathroom? Uh, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so Beck and Peach, like, get back, um, and he's, like, stuck, it seems like, upstairs, and they're, Beck is, like, crying. Um, yeah. And so 
he's like, well, the only thing that I can do because Beck's crying is I have to go pee in this mug now. Like, there's no choice. Duh. <laughs> I must. <laughs> and I don't. I hope she was he finished with the coffee. I don't. I think fucking she ever... hope so. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I hope it's in, like, at least an empty mug and not just a weird mix of, like... And here's gross. the thing about this one. is like, at least in this scenario, it makes more sense because, as we find out later, like, he has an opportunity to go down what they say is the servant stairs. Fucking peach. Um, and hopefully he can, like, dump out this in the sink and, like, leave it there. Right. Whereas in a TV show, he just grabbed one of those, like, mason jars and left yeah. it there. So I hope, I, I just, I don't, I hope so. Joseph, Joseph. <laughs> or he can, like, take it with him when he leaves the house and, like, dump it out into the dirt, <laughs> like, or something. Sure. I don't there know. There are options. Yeah. There are options. There are more options than there were last time. Yeah. Anyways, we end, we find out, um, Peach is hugging back in the mudroom, um, because we find out that Benji's parents have made a statement that they think he is presumed dead, um, because his boat is gone, it seems like. Um, there's like a, his boat has somehow become destroyed. And it right. seems like from this that Joe didn't do that. No, that's what he's implying, at least. Like, he's saying, like, oh, I'm totally in the clear because, like, there's nothing that traces me to this and, like, whatever. But then that leads to the question of who the fuck, what the fuck happened to the boat? I agree. Now I'm, I'm very intrigued of... Like, is that another web that's gonna get fucking tied together i'm so confused why there's so many elements here yeah yeah how did this I'm somehow exhausted. become more complicated this is a fucking agatha christie novel what's going on I <laughs> just, i'm tired yeah i just this shouldn't be as difficult as it is um of course peach is like i understand you're like so upset right now uh <laughs> And so she's like, let's just go to Turks and Caicos because, sure, great choice. Um, And sure, great, let's just throw a dart on the map. Uh, (laughs) And Beck is like, well, I have school. And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. Um, And then Peach, of course, because she's sweaty from running on the beach and is in apparently all, like, latex and spandex, um, is just, like, getting out of all of her sweaty clothes which like sure i get it yeah um and she's just doing that as beck is like still sobbing which is a that's (laughs) that's a fucking mental picture right there Um, right (laughs) welcome to my twisted mind (laughs) yeah she's like listen i totally get it you're like going through something anyway uh (laughs) look at my tits (laughs) yeah Um, I know you're grieving and things are sad or whatever, but yeah, look over here. <laughs> and so they're like trying to change or something, and Peach is like offering her a, a smoothie, I think, um, like a peach, no, a kale smoothie. <laughs> there's just so many. There's so many food words here. Yeah. Um, but I guess the blender sounds gave Joe enough 
like leeway to get down the stairs, which to creak on down, just to creak on down. <laughs> Can you imagine if on the Price is Right, that's what Bob Barker had said? Just like, <laughs> creak on down. <laughs> And all the stairs are from the 1700s, and you just walk down, and you could just fall down at any moment through with the fucking floorboards. It honestly would have made a lot of sense, because, like, if you think about the demographic of people that played that, they do have pretty <laughs> old bones, so, like, yeah. just just creak on Same. down. Um, Put but, us on the staff. <laughs> yeah. Um, so apparently they're all, they're both in just, like, matching big old robes now. Um, yeah. And, you know, sometimes after your morning run, you just need a glass of scotch and a smoothie, and you just need to chill in a rope, you know? Can't say no to that. Sometimes you just need that. Um, and sometimes you just need your friend to just rub your feet a little. Yeah. And <laughs> then... Then it gets bad. And then... Beck, because she's grieving and thinking about how, like, she should, she is sad about Benji, but then she's also, like, he treated me like shit, and, like, I'm missing my friends who aren't here, and I miss Joe, and she's just, like, not in her head at the moment. I I at least thought that she's very much, like, disassociating. She's, like, not there in the moment. Yeah. And so when she's like, when Peach says, like, you need a massage, um, Beck laughs. And the way that I interpreted that was very much a like, I don't know. To me, it didn't feel like consent so much as it was just like, oh, that's, no. that's like funny. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's like a common, I feel like, um, what is the word I'm trying to say? think of here. Um, it's a common reaction uh, when you're, like, in a compromising situation. Yeah. To just be, like, to make your brain feel like this, it, like, what is happening isn't happening. Right. And that things are good. Um, oftentimes, like, that's an instinctual thing that happens. Um, just be like, ah, oh, this is cool and I'm definitely not uncomfortable or uh, if, don't feel safe in this environment. <laughs> yeah, when you're in um, your very rich friend's house who's right. giving you all this stuff. Right. right. Yeah, and also, yeah, she could feel like, not that she owes anything to Peach, but like that they have a, an interesting relationship that that can change when they're drunk or, you know, things like that. And yeah. That, that Peach could be reading it all of those signs together as like clear consent where it's obviously really not the case. Right. Yeah. And so I definitely read the next scene of Peach interpreting this as consent when it's very right. much not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course then it's like, Joe is there and it's like, yeah. what is happening? Like, I didn't need your perspective on this situation because he gets like bad about it. Yeah. Because the whole thing is bad, and he's, like, pointing out that it's bad. But it's like, we don't need to hear from him that it's bad, right? Like, we, I, yeah, we get it. Yeah, I got it. Um, And the way that he is saying it's bad is, like, in a way that makes it just seem like the whole, their whole dynamic is inherently predatory. You know what I mean? Like, that fact that Peach is just, like, instinctually, like, a monster and all these things. Um, and it's just, like, being, like, well, if it was me, this would never happen, and I always give you my space, and, like, all of this, like, fucking bullshit, 
it's just so gross because like you're seeing he he just is like oh you know you're so codependent with peach and like peach is obsessed with you and she, she always is there and i'm never i like take back take a step back when i need to meanwhile he's checking all of your fucking social media shit 24 fucking 7 and right. he's thinking about you all the fucking time and doesn't give you a fucking break it just assumes like gives you the idea that you're you have space but you don't actually have any fucking space yeah i feel like, like what the fuck are you talking about i feel like if this was a like a black mirror scene he would be saying this while like literally viewing this through beck's eyes right like yeah he would yeah like he and he would still be unable to like separate or like understand that he is crossing boundaries right it's yeah it's gross and he's like get like in a way he's like getting off on like how this how good this makes him look it is yeah it's gross because like as soon as it's over it's not like oh beck let me help you like because i mean obviously he can't because he has to cover a blow but he's also like oh the second peach leaves you can you're gonna call me and it's gonna be good again yep and i'll be there to save you it'll be great it's like how about you care about a human being's feelings god damn it (laughs) yeah yeah because there's definitely that point of like um, cause, like, uh, Peach leaves, and, um, he's like, you cry, and how dare she lay this all on you, mm-hmm. um, and he's like, I'm shaking, this is it, here you come, call me back, call me, but you dial mm-hmm. a number, and my phone doesn't vibrate, and then this is the part where he's like, um, you go upstairs and pound on the door, and then I push through the saloon-style doors and leave. And it's like, you're not part, like, no one thinks you are involved on this. You are just inserting right. yourself into yep. this space. So, it's just like, gross. Joe, like, no one, <laughs> no one wants you in on this space here. Yep. Uh, um, I, I honestly don't know where this is i mean i i know like i watch a tv show but like right I, yes <laughs> um I've, I've seen a television show i've seen i've seen a show before um but what yeah i'm very curious where this is gonna go from here because we still have so much of this book left mm-hmm. um but we have we've got a couple chapters left we got chapters 33 and 34 next week um Woo. so i'm i'm very curious from what we've got left and how this is going to tie up with with the rest of the TV show. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, we have some pachons. What oh, yeah, baby. would you like to share with them this week? I'm looking at some of these BuzzFeed quiz titles, and I think there's... There's Let's something there's here. Something. Yeah. Let's Let's go on to the dark side of BuzzFeed. <laughs> the dark web. I just wrote buzzfeed.com slash quiz. Q-U-E-E-Z. <laughs> Good. Love that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. Shout out to Sophia Salinger. Pew! Who's gonna be... 
Ooh, everyone is either a witch, vampire, or werewolf. Which one are you? Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. Okay. Um, shout out to Aaron Salinger. Ow, ow, ow. Who's gonna be... Uh, okay. Um, order a fancy four-course meal, and we'll reveal okay. which kid's menu item you are. Ooh, elegant. Ooh. Shout out to Alex Blythe. Ooh. Who's gonna be... Can you remember which movies Michael Keaton has been in? Oh my god. <laughs> Honestly, maybe. <laughs> um, shout out to Taylor Browntown Lautner. Braver than the Marines. Who's gonna be? The bedroom you design will reveal if you're more Hallie or Annie from The Parent Trap. Ooh, I'm glad the people are still talking about The Parent Trap. Honestly, same. It's what they deserve. I agree. Shout out to Katie Weber. Who's going to be, what percent Keanu Reeves are you? Ooh, I'm going to just take that. Just really yeah. quick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, one moment, actually. I got to find out what percent. Really, just really quick, actually. Um, Shout out to Simon Steele. Ugh. Yes. I'm going to try to rein it in today, Simon. I'm just gonna. Yeah. I'm just gonna say your name, and I'm gonna move on. Um, and Simon, I don't know what you like, or how much you even know about things, but I'm gonna say, build an autumn outfit, and we'll reveal if you are a pumpkin spice or apple cider candle. Ooh. There's only, there's only two. There's only two genders. That's it. And honestly, I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> it's a tough choice for sure. I don't, I'm not a pumpkin spice kind of person. I'll be honest. Whoa. It's Hot just tanks. like, it's too consuming. I feel like suffocated when I'm. It is overwhelming for sure. Yeah. I'm just not. It's an intense aura. Yeah. And it's not my aura. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> um, Okay. So, Taylor Browntown Lautner sent in a fan fiction this week. Um, and it was, it was prefaced. So I would like to provide you with that preface today. Um, Thank you. Because it is not technically a fan fiction. Um, it is fan fiction-esque. So this Ooh. is what Taylor Brown sent. Um... Hello. So I recently learned that Stephanie Meyer posted outtakes of some of the Twilight books on her website. This one is particularly long, but pretty funny. I would suggest starting, so that's, I, I found a place, um, cause that's where it gets pretty good. Um, for context, Edward starts sending Bella money through a fake scholarship reward after he's left her in New Moon, um, and she <laughs> keeps trying to get him to take it back. So that is the wow. context for you. Thank you. Yes. Um, so this is where she first finds out um, where it where it is, um, and apparently the person helping her at the bank is Jessica's mom. Okay. Yes. 
All right. Well, I guess I have some good news for you, though I can't imagine how you wouldn't have been informed of this. She stared at me critically as if expecting me to slap my forehead and say, oh, that 20 grand slipped my mind completely. <laughs> good news, I prompted. The words implied that this mistake was too complicated for her to unravel, and she was under the impression that I was richer than we'd thought a few minutes ago. Well, if you really don't know, then congratulations. You've been awarded a scholarship from, she looked down at her scribbled notes, the Pacific Northwest Trust. A scholarship? I repeated in disbelief. Yes, isn't that exciting? My goodness, you'll be able to go to any college you want. It was at that precise moment, while she beamed happily at my good fortune, that I knew exactly where the money had come from. Despite the sudden rush of anger, suspicion, outrage, and pain, I tried to speak calmly. A scholarship that deposits $20,000 cash into my account, I noted, instead of paying it to the school, with no way to make sure I use the money for school at all. My reaction flustered her. She seemed to take offense at my words. It would be very unwise not to use this money for its intended purpose, Bella dear. This is a once-in-a-lifetime chance. Of course, I said sourly. And this, and did this Pacific Northwest Trust mention exactly why they'd chosen me? She looked at her notes again, a slight frown on her face due to my tone. It's very prestigious. They don't award a scholarship like this every year. I'll bet. She glanced at me and looked away swiftly. The bank in Seattle that manages the trust forwarded me to the man who administers the scholarship allocations. He said that the scholarship is awarded based on merit, gender, and location. It's geared to female students in small towns who don't have the opportunities available in larger cities. It appeared that someone thought he was being funny. Merit? I asked disapprovingly. I have a 3.7 GPA. I can name three girls in Forks with better grades than I have, and one of them is Jessica. Besides, I never applied for this scholarship. She was very flustered now, picking up her pen and putting it down again, wearing the pendant she wore between her thumb and forefinger. She scanned through her notes again. He did mention that he kept. she kept her eyes down on the envelope, not sure what to do with that attitude. They don't accept applications. They go through rejected applications for other scholarships and pick students who they feel have been unfairly overlooked. End scene. Boy, howdy. Super legal. <laughs> yup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Edward, you are the worst liar. <laughs> God. God. What up? My name's Edward Cullen, and I am a great liar. And I watched a clown fucking die at a circus. <laughs> <laughs> he died in this little car. And his, I never went to the circus joke again. Car. And all I wanted was some cotton candy. God damn it. I just wanted to look at an elephant, god damn it. I didn't even want to write it or touch it. I just wanted to look at it and maybe draw a pretty picture. Oh, poor guy. Fuck. Well, as you say it's yeah. Get bit. And get whipped. Woo! 
This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as IntoTheTwilight.show. You can send us an email at IntoTheTwilightShow at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at IntoTheTwilight.BigCartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at YourGhostHost44 on Instagram. And our music is done by Eli Krauss, you can find at Eli Sauerkraus and KrausFilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, you can find at KB underscore underscore Smith on Twitter. You can find Allie on Twitter at IntoWildPlaces, and you can find me at Dyke Discourse. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.